Hey, welcome to the Humato Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I am Johnny, founder of the Venture Out, a curated email that you should totally subscribe to. Uh, yes, Venture Out, one of one of my favorite joys in my <laughs> inbox. One of your thousand emails you get, probably. Yeah, it's it's you and a bunch of people begging for money, uh, <laughs> family members, and Democrats. <laughs> but I'm not begging for money. Just to be clear, yeah, there's no money involved. Yeah, just, no, just self improvement. You're the the rest, one respite I have from uh, my little finances going out the door. All right, uh, today is Thursday, March 8th. I don't know. Where are we? Yeah, dates are so hard. Thursday, March 8th, 2018. And the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. Darn, darn right we do. <laughs> All right, so we're a uh, skeleton crew today. Uh, we had Bo in studio, but you know he uh, had some uh, some baby uh, concerns he had to go attend to. So uh, we we lost our third me- third intrepid member of the show. Oh, well, at least he had his priorities right. Yeah, I'm just like, oh god, it's so important yeah, to raise your child. Yeah, ignore the baby for a while. What's the worst thing happen? There are literally people who listen to this. <laughs> 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 there are. are ones of people <laughs> we're disappointed oh man so johnny anything special going on in life here so this is just me and you let's just, let's wrap for a minute before we get into the news sure man um let's see just came back from dc last week oh i didn't even know that yeah so like okay so we live you with- you just came back from cali i did yeah, yeah it was like a go. uh a quick turnaround on that trip oh wait no i just got back from houston too. houston oh man you're all over the place yeah they sent me to houston like uh just on a quick, uh, real quick trip. Like, hey, can you go to yeah. Houston tomorrow? I was like, oh. <laughs> Any right. quick highlights or? Um, let me see what I do in Houston. I went to, I uh, got a lot of Mexican food. <laughs> um, mm, did I do anything cool out there? Nah, man. I was just so hard at work. So hard at work. Just yeah. so focused. You know, I would, I would go to work <clears> at <throat> four in the morning, six in the morning, mm-hmm. and then just focus on work till six p.m. And that then, is you, man. The yeah. embodiment of, uh, Dedication. Dedication. That's, that's, that's what right. it is, yeah. No, no, I don't think I did anything. Uh, oh, I remember right, the second I checked into the Hilton that I hate the Hilton. <laughs> here's, here's what I did at, at the thing that stuck out to me the most. Yeah. Like, I got the damn Hilton. I was like, oh, man, like, it's a decent hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Or a nice hotel. And the thing with nice hotels is they nickel and dime you for everything. Oh, so no I breakfast. $17 for that oh. damn breakfast buffet at that Hilton. And I hate nothing more than an expensive breakfast. Cause it's just like, I make this stuff at the house. I know how much. Yeah. Like this, this whole, uh, chafing dish full of eggs is like one dollar of eggs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, you MFers got me. Uh, need some food. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's still not $17 worth. That's like a feast. So I did one of my favorite things when I'm up there. Um, go running down the mall oh, of really? DC. Did we just, that? we just like Lincoln and Washington Memorial in the Capitol. It's a great straight runaway. Um, so I'm running. I'm thinking I'm doing pretty good and there's tons of other runners out there. So I try to keep pace with them, and I just could not keep up with these folks. They're like all sprinting, going five minute miles or some crazy junk like that. Did, uh, did Chris Nothing. Evans pass you on? <laughs> yeah, a few times actually. Yes, yes. Uh, so what's the weather like in DC? Uh, funny you should ask. So the north northeasterly um, storms were coming down on us. Yeah, right. So yeah. that Friday I was up there. All the federal buildings shut down. Ooh, yeah. Because of some wind. And, and wind? Exactly. Me and you from Florida. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we handled Cat 1, Cat 2, Cat 10. I don't know about Cat 10. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but uh, Cat 1, I'd probably still go to the movies. <laughs> if they're open. So anyways, the, the, the federal buildings shut down, but then the museums follow suit, so mm-hmm. none of the museums were open either. 
Hmm. So nothing was going on that day. That's probably for the best. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Safety first, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You don't want those problems, especially yeah. like on federal property. Yeah. And the last bit I asked at is, what a small world. Ran into a uh, colleague out there. You know, David Miranda. Yeah, I like that guy. Fantastic guy. So same hotel. I got my food. I sat down and he was sitting down right over there. Didn't notice him until like, you know, after I sat down. Then, then I joined him and yeah. had to get breakfast That's together. Nice fellowship. Free breakfast? Free breakfast, buddy. Yeah, you're better at life than me, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Okay, so let's uh, start things off with uh, some good news here. I, t- I typically skew some other ways, and we'll get there. But uh, check it out. A, uh, a federal appeals court in New York ruled that a landmark civil rights law bars employers from discriminating against their workers based on sexual orientation. That's right. A civil rights win okay, for LGBT people. Yeah. And where was that? This was in New York, an appeals court in New York. All right. Very left-leaning place, so it should be. Uh, there, yeah, it's wild. Uh, some some guy at work was talking to me about some, uh, uh, I guess I shouldn't do it, some, some court case. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like uh, in L.A. or something like that, somewhere out in California. But it, but uh, the decision came down real anti-liberal. And I was like, man. Oh, wow. That was wild stuff. Hey, yeah, so have you heard anything about the uh, Texas midterms? The primaries and such. The the, the no. voting is underway already. No, I thought. Well, what do you mean? I thought it happened on Tuesday. Like, should, how do we not? We don't know the answer yet. But I think this is. I'm not sure what those the deal is. But voting is definitely underway. The early voting has come in already, and some of the statistics has been kind of a little staggering from what I heard. Yeah, I heard is, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it's like a um, a uh, high turnout for uh, Democrats so far compared to Republicans, um, especially for a midterm year. I thought you, it was the opposite. No, the opposite. but I'm not sure though. So like. I I know the general consensus or the the results thus far in all of the midterms and like special elections has been like a real blue wave, and then from what I could gather from the news, and I didn't really pay that much attention. I thought they were everybody was shocked that Texas wasn't going that way, but I'm not sure though. I'm not sure at all. So if you yeah, that that that's the last I heard from NPR Politics podcast. Oh, good. So um, another strategy the Democrats are doing, and I'm not saying which side is better or not, but. Something the Democrats, <laughs> something the Democrats are doing this year, I guess, is they're actually putting candidates up for every single opportunity. I guess in some elections we just don't try, or Republicans don't try sometimes. Yeah, for for example, in vice uh, versa, it, like it, like if it's a place they know they just have no shot at all, they don't bother putting anybody up. Yeah, I don't think Je- Jeff Sessions had anybody running against him for the last uh, few terms. Yeah, in Alabama, because yeah. you know, it, and and I heard uh, even uh, according to to the podcast at least saying how uh, Ted Cruz is up for election. This is his uh, sixth year or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's going for re- re-election. And the Democrat they have um, posed against him is a little bit competitive. I mean, it's a high bar to pass Ted Cruz because it's such a red state and he's such a popular dude. Is he? <laughs> In the Republican world, I I feel like. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, so, hey. so we'll see what happens. You know, pretty interesting stuff going on. Good luck to everybody. So, like, uh, you know, we don't talk politics too much. But um, so the, the thing that I've been hearing, like, uh, is that even in in red states or whatever places that uh, trump won by like 20 points the democrat in the special election has been winning so there's mm-hmm. been like a crazy shift in uh in some of these uh districts or whatever like 20 mm-hmm. points and i'm just like how have you not made your mind up or like if it's new people voting that's one thing but if like people are changing their votes election to election i'm like you know statistically speaking the two parties are as uh they're they're more different politically than they more ever have been. More diametrically opposed than ever. Yeah, right. So like, it's wild to me that people are changing their mind. Like, and you vote in twenty eight oh eight one way, and then twenty seventeen a different way. And I'm just like, 
I think people. I think there's a lot more people in the middle than we realize, and debate, and depending on what current issue is being discussed, yeah, that, that's, that's enough to sway them. Is it immigration? Is it the trade wars? Is it the who knows? Yeah, that's true. You can be primed by whatever's like uh, yeah, going on in the news what's right currently now. Currently going on, yeah. So, and you'll vote on that. That makes sense. All right. So, um, a little bit more about this. Uh, this this case. The decision was a setback for the Justice Department, the current administration Justice Department, uh, which unexpectedly jumped in on the case, which was a discrimination lawsuit filed by a skydiving instructor. So I guess this couple went to a skydiving place, and I think that the girl in the couple got like a – so you go skydiving, you get a guy strapped to your back. And then I think uh, she, she got strapped you – know, her instructor was a male, and then she was uh, getting tied up. And then I think guess her boyfriend made a face or something like that, and then the, the instructor was like, don't worry, honey, I'm gay. I don't want her. And so, you know, and then I think the boyfriend was mad that he was gay and then like uh, complained to the boss. I think the boss, <laughs> and the boss fired the dude for being gay and then he sued him. Well, well that's not funny, but I feel like that boyfriend uh, didn't didn't fully think through that scenario. Uh, well, some people just don't want gay people to be around. <laughs> so like, he, but, uh, yeah. but, but if he was already making a stink eye about like, hey, why are you strapping yourself, you know, behind my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. You, you would think you'd be relieved that oh okay yeah hey you know it's what some of this stuff not as logical as you think <laughs> like yeah it's like a lose lose for that dude or something yeah well or or but you know so but a win for the community so uh yeah that guy sued and then um so the the whole case revolves around title 7 of the 1964 civil rights act and uh, that says that it is unlawful for an employer wait is it unlawful it shall be an unlawful employment practice for an employer to fail or refuse to hire or to fire an individual or otherwise discriminate against any individual with respect to his compensation, terms, conditions, privileges of employment because of the individual's race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. So the, the letter of the law is sex there, which means mm-hmm. man or woman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but there was a some previous rulings and an interpretation by the Obama uh, Equal Employment Commission that said sex includes sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. And so... Lawyers are arguing, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It only means male, female. Mm. And then some, you know, like conservative lawyers say it only means male, female. You can fire somebody. You can't fire somebody for being a woman. Mm. And then the Obama department was saying you can't, you can't fire somebody for being yeah, gay. Yeah. So there's the precedence. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. All right. There's actually another case that, uh, that went the other way. Uh, and Atlanta appeals a court ruled the other way that mm. it only includes male, female. So there's a, it's probably going to go to the Supreme Court pretty soon. All right. Yeah. So look out for that. <laughs> And of course, a little conservative, so. Uh, they're getting, yeah, and more and more so, because as, uh, more people get, get appointed. And we'll see how long, um, Ruth, uh, Bader Ginsburg can hold out for, I guess. Man, like, there's like three or four of those <laughs> Supreme Court mm-hmm. people are like, uh, in their 80s or whatever. So yeah. I'm just like, uh, I don't know, there should be somebody putting bubble wrap at the feet of Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> every day when she wakes up and goes to the court. <laughs> okay. Hey, Johnny, are you familiar with the rapper Young Thug? Young Thug? No, I can't <laughs> say I am. Okay, well, don't feel bad. I'm, <laughs> I don't know him either. But, Old uh, thug, yes. Middle thug, maybe. Little thug. Little thug. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. How about middle-aged thug? <laughs> uh, they, don't no? make it that, they don't make it that long. <laughs> Quarter life crisis thug? <laughs> That's a, oh man, uh, what, ball spot thug? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I hear he's popular, but I, I don't know his music either. Like, I don't I don't know. But uh, he, I don't know anything about his music. <laughs> I assume there's a story here. Yeah, yeah there's a story. <laughs> he, uh... I don't know if you ever, he's, he's known as, a, he wears women's clothes a lot okay. of times. That's, uh, what he's known for. But anyway, that's not what this is about either. It's just a thing I found out when I tried to figure <laughs> out who he was. Uh, okay. 
If uh, you were looking forward to new music from Young Thug anytime during 2018, uh, don't hold your breath because the earliest we're slated to hear anything new from him is in 2019. Uh, in an interview he did with uh, the website hypebeast.com, uh, Thug said, I have a, de- wait, excuse me, I got a deaf brother, so I want to act deaf for a year, so I ain't going to put out no music for a year, he said. Okay. He wants to act deaf for you. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was talking with my girl and she told me that. And I was just like, uh, I mean, good for him for having yeah. the empathy. Yeah, I was say empathy is a word that comes to mind. For that, I don't know if like it should manifest <laughs> in like not putting out music for a year because that would make you mute, not deaf. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so you're right. So he could still generate the music. He just can't listen to what he's putting out there. So he has to go on a risk like, I think that's good. Yeah, basically, he should just uh, listen to Pootie Tang <laughs> for a year. All right. or, or just gauge people's reaction as he's singing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, smiling? That's smiling. Ooh, I no. can only take visual cues. There's a cringe. No, no. <laughs> on my on my hotness level in the studio here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Young, young thug. I'm regret that name in 10 years, buddy. All right, uh, let's see what we got Like here. a little Bow Wow? <laughs> he's a... Uh, oh, man, that guy is living his worst life right now. <laughs> Why? He... Okay, what's, up so, with, what's up with Bow Wow? He's... Okay, he's doing like okay, right? He's probably he's richer than both of us, right? But okay. he's poor by rapper standards. So the the latest thing <laughs> with Lil Bow Wow is that he uh he posted Bow Wow is correct or, or Shad Moss actually I think he's going by like his real name. Shad. Anyway, he uh he posted a picture like of a private jet with like a, a couple Mercedes out front or whatever, like like uh, world traveling, like hashtag yeah. world traveler or something uh-huh. like that. And then uh <laughs> like internet Twitter <laughs> like uh, CSI got on. <laughs> And was like, this is Photoshop. Like, uh, and then somebody posted a picture of him, like, in a middle seat on a Southwest flight. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like a whole thing. This was maybe a couple months ago. It was like a whole thing, like the Bow Wow Challenge. And people were like, like, like taking a close up picture of them flossing, like looking like they were doing something real rich. But then you zoom out and they're like in a Waffle House. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't know. Oh, man. That's pretty rough. It was the middle seat Southwest, too. That, that, that means he couldn't have gotten like A or B. He had like a C. Yeah, he must have checked in late. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's okay. Next item: uh, South Carolina lawmakers are proposing a bill to basically make it illegal to be young and black. Uh, let's see, if, if passed, House Bill forty nine fifty seven will issue fines to any person quote caught wearing his pants three inches below the crest of his ilium. It's an anti sacking pants bill. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that before. It was still bad. It's coming back around. Yeah. I think there's a, actually one in uh, in Coco, like that is a, in, officially in law in Coco. You mm-hmm. look into it. It's a l- little town around here. Mm. So it's uh as stated, the bill will charge a first time offender twenty five dollars a ticket. As stated, <laughs> uh, twenty five dollars a ticket for the first offender. Uh, second time offenders fifty dollars, and or serve a maximum of three hours of community service. And third or subsequent offenders must pay seventy five dollars or serve a ma- and or serve a maximum of six hours of community service. Oof. Yeah. Also, the, it's weird because like uh, the bill says that his specifically so it might not apply to women which mm-hmm. i thought was interesting and also like like making it illegal to sag pants is stupid because it's not illegal to walk around in your boxer shorts <laughs> so it's like i have on more clothes than the required minimum yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the way i'm wearing them you outlaw them like you can wear a thong. like i saw a woman wearing a thong walking yeah. down uh like Cocoa Beach. <laughs> yeah. In, intolerance is not a good thing. That, 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 that's a trend towards, uh, destruction somehow. Yeah. So can you think of any reason besides just pure racism why that, why that would be the, the law? I can actually. Yeah. Yeah. What? Safety. Slip, trips, and fall. <laughs> so you, your pants are a little saggy. You're going to more likely slip and trip and fall. And that's, you know. Okay. So I was reading that article just like, oh man, like these freaking racists in, where was this? Uh, South Carolina. And then like, and then in the article, it was like, uh, 
a black Democrat uh, proposed the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I was like damn it, uh, preconceived notions. <laughs> Uh, well, he didn't pres- he didn't uh, propose it, but he was like a co-sponsor on it or whatever. And I was like, man, things mm-hmm. are weird. And anyway, I, I'm really against that. So, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, California gives a final okay to ro- for robot cars to drive without drivers. They could be on the road as early as April. Cool. You think? Yeah. Why not? Mm. You gotta push the edge to get comfortable with newer technology like this. I'm fine with like it happening in a. Would you be fine with it happening like where you are? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, like, I, I feel like it's a thing we probably should have because I'm, I'm for the the, the, uh, the robot cars. Yeah, because everybody's texting on their phone now yeah. and whatnot. Like, so if I go to work watching yeah, movies, it's, it's probably way safer for the robot car than the teenage person next to you texting and driving. Yeah, either you're drunk or you're on your phone. So, like, yeah. this is a good thing overall. Yeah, but like with most things, most things that first three months. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, well, the first several times you encounter that in the road. Yeah, you're going to swear when you look over to the left and you see yeah. nobody in the front seat. You're like, yeah. oh. I wouldn't think the driver passed out or something. And maybe you just put like a mannequin in there to keep people from freaking out. Mm. Like, uh, That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm full of them. So, uh, okay, so the DMV spent, spent close to a year drafting regulations and seeking public input before submitting the rules to a legal compliance agency, the State Office of Administrative Law, which approved them uh, a couple Mondays ago. Uh, companies can now apply to the DMV for permits to test the driverless cars. Uh, so there's a couple rules you got to have a your company has to have five million dollars in insurance and like uh i think like uh your command center has to be able to move the cars off the road if they get into a wreck okay autonomously that's about it hey i'm all about pushing that uh the boundaries right there that's the only way we ever get to the, like the the futuristic worlds of um uh, blade runner is that what you want blade, blade yeah runner? i was say that i think that's the wrong one uh terminator no no oh, no, no wrong wait, one wait, wrong wait, one wait, again wakanda 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 yeah I don't think they have driverless cars there, though. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, no fossil, no fossil fuels. Uh, <laughs> so primitive. Uh, okay, uh, next item: Amazon made six billion dollars in profits, paid zero dollars in federal taxes. <laughs> hey, Johnny, where's the Amazon uh, headquarters? Uh, they haven't decided yet. I think. No, no, that's their second headquarters. They haven't decided. Where's Correct. the first one? Seattle. Nope, it is in uh, Luxembourg. No, yeah. outside of Seattle. <laughs> no, outside of Slovakia. <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, that's why they get the uh, their their base, like the if, oh their official headquarters their official there. is not in America. It's in Luxembourg. They've got okay. like one thousand employees there and like forty thousand in Seattle. But for tax purposes, <laughs> they're based in hey. Luxembourg, a notorious uh, tax haven for big corporations. You don't get to be the richest man in the world without doing stuff like that. The richest man in the world, one hundred and six billion dollars. The guy that owns Amazon's got, but it's so dependent on the stocks, right? Like. Bad day of the stocks. If his uh, Amazon stock drops, then his net worth drops significantly yeah, too. So he, he's he's tied to the market and the trade wars and everything else that's going on. Yeah, it goes all the way down to ninety billion dollars and kills Ooh, himself. Rough, <laughs> rough life. <laughs> how however will he survive? He'd have to <laughs> get his food off Prime <laughs> to drop his Prime membership <laughs> if he goes down to ninety six. Uh, okay, here's the thing I thought was cool. Uh, Alexis Ohanian, uh, who we've talked about on the show before. Do you remember who this guy is? Of course I do. Who? You know. <laughs> He's uh, one of the co-founders of Reddit and husband of Venus Williams. Oh, that Venus? guy. No, Serena. I think it's Serena. It's Serena. Typo on my part. Uh, Serena? Yeah, Serena. Yeah, yeah, Serena. Yeah. Uh, so Alexis Ohanian and Tinder are petitioning the Unicode, which is like the people that determine your text on your phone, especially emojis for this. Uh, he's petitioning the Unicode for an interracial couple emoji. 
So you know how uh, a little while ago we got emojis on the phone where you mm-hmm. got like a two like a two girls, two guys, yeah. girl guy, and all that. But it's only the yellow people. Mm-hmm. And you know how you can make an individual person oh, okay. sure. yellow, not? white, brown, black, you know, African. All right. And uh, so they're <laughs> they're uh, petitioning to make it to be able to put you know white person, brown person, white, Asian, whatever on the interracial couples. And I'm hey, I'm all for that. Munga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I feel uh, so strongly one way or another. Really? You don't? You're not even like pro it. Yeah, I'm pro it, I guess, but like, but that right. strongly. It's an emoji. As far as far as I care, they should all just stay yellow. No, that's stupid. You don't use the uh, the uh, the Asian texture on your. You just shoot the, the straight yellow people. That the, is Asian. <laughs> the Simpsons yellow. <laughs> it was 100 percent Asian. <laughs> oh, you're mad because you're, you're losing your uh, your market share. <laughs> 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 no, I put the uh, the brown emojis on my stuff on everything I send. The brown Santa Claus is uh, my favorite thing to send out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that. But I said, even if the Unicode uh, people decide that they want to do it, it's it takes two years for it to get put in place because you got to like approve it, mm. and then uh, it goes through all these revisions. You got to design I'm it. I'm surprised there's no app or yeah. Can you just add more emojis through apps and purchasing? Yeah, I've got the Ebroji app. There you go. Actually, that was one of my million dollar ideas was to make the uh, the brown emoji mm. way back when. But as usual, I never followed through with these never things. Never followed through, man. Should hire a company in India. That <laughs> For the low, low price. <laughs> For a low, low price, <laughs> buddy. Several, several dozen thousand dollars. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, let me see. <laughs> uh, next item. Uh, the right phone for these times. So I saw an article about the Light Phone 2, a dumb phone that only talks in texts. And that thing sold out. You think, uh, yeah, so I've been hearing a lot about I the think that's great. I mean, it, it's fine. Like, if you want it, if you're a person out there that wants yeah, that, yeah. go for it. You know, not my bag. But uh, if you like it, so it's a, a, a simple 4G LTE phone with a beautiful black and white matte ink, e, e-ink display. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it actually looks pretty cool. I don't yeah. know, did you see the picture I put in there? Uh, not yet. It looks kind of like an old iPod, but like a t- uh, from the color scheme. It's just e-ink. Oh, yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. Yeah, just talking text. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a big proponent on... Folks trying to find the right balance between technology and and actually connecting with people. Yeah, um, you know, that that the human to human interface and just talking and just reading each other and just being in the moment, actively just listening to each other. Yeah, I remember you talk. We, we've argued about this on the show before, like when yeah. you were all about people talking during dinner instead yeah. of playing on their phones. And I was like, Nah, you can take you can play on your phone. Well, just I mean, even in the workplace these days, I feel like I'm talking to people and I can see them thinking about something else. Oh, be more interesting. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I can't help that. So you should pay attention. Uh, it says the uh, phone's 250 bucks. Oh, down from 400. That, that's, that's decent. 250 bucks, I think, is about the right yeah, price. Yeah, the phone looks pretty good. It's got some good technology on it. It's not just. So the, uh, the Indiegogo. So it started on Indiegogo. Uh, they were initially trying to get 250K, and so far they have raised $822,000 mm. for their project. So, hey, good for them. That's when you know you tapped into something. Yeah, when you get what three times more, <laughs> more than you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. In surveillance news, so here's one for you to think about. It's actually got a little substance to it. Uh, a small Cessna plane with an attached camera recorded the entire city of Baltimore for a full year. So that there was like a this is a company called Persistent Surveillance, right? And uh, they partnered with the Baltimore Police Department, like without telling anybody for real. Mm. And they have a cam- uh, a real like 126 megapixel camera attached to a plane, and they just mm. fly over. And, nice. and record the entire town at a w- one frame per second rate and uh, ostensibly to be able to and you create like a DVR of the city. This is some technology that the company uh, initially 
rolled out for the military in Iraq, and they're bringing it to the states now. Uh, See, so once the public found out, the company flipped out and is now trying to sell this uh, technology as a way of monitoring the, the police instead of the police monitoring the people. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so what, what do you think about that? So, so I don't, do, have I explained it enough? They, yeah, I think I kind of just that, and I think I'm not in favor of that, yeah, especially without the consent of the public in some form or fashion, whether it's majority vote or or a law that passes, um, but to do it without knowingly something looking at me. Yeah, I don't know. That's big brother right there, buddy. That's like, that's the definition basically. Well, I guess you're not listening to people, but yeah. Recording the entire town. The entire, yeah. That's, that's fourth amendment like a mug. Yeah. So uh, they did a trial in uh, in Compton without even asking the mayor, like the police department just kind of did it. And then they would, uh, I was reading a story and it said that they would like put suspects pictures up with evidence they got from this camera but wouldn't tell the people like where they got the evidence from. So like it was like mm-hmm. a Facebook group, like uh, the police put, Hey, we're looking for this guy, public mm-hmm. enemy number one. And the people were like, how do you know it's him? Like mm-hmm. you have no evidence, but the evidence was like this big camera. Right. And they were like, it's just him. <laughs> like try to find this guy. So, so ethically, I think and morally, we both agree that that is um, wrong on some level. I wonder what the, the actual legalities of that is. I know it's driven by state to state, city by city. I wonder what that, uh, it's in it's in flux. So one of the uh, court cases they they cited was like there was a guy who had a real big uh, like weed growing operation in his backyard, and he got <laughs> caught because somebody was like some amateur uh, pilot saw his saw it from the air, and then uh, the courts were like, well, I mean, like you don't really have a right to privacy about that because anybody could just see that and you know, and report you. So it's like it's not. Well, I, I think legality wise, when you buy a piece of property, for instance, your property is that square footage you bought, mm-hmm. but it only goes up vertically to a certain distance once it passes a certain distance it actually does become the the properties of wherever nobody it's like international waters if you can kill somebody midair it's a it's 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 legal maybe maybe in the water but i think the air is controlled by the government you know because you you got to control the drones you got to control the airplanes for sure you you don't want planes flying left and right willy-nilly without some sort of control on it that's true it's also true about i heard somewhere in antarctica the north pole is actually split up between the countries where as you fly over the North Pole, you have to actually pay all these countries' uh, fees. So so I think you'll notice planes, even though the shortest path is over the pole, they'll deviate a little bit. Huh. No, I didn't know that. Uh, I wonder, so like not all countries have a stake in the North Pole because they'd be vanishingly small, like slices of yeah. it. So I wonder like yeah. which countries have a part of it and how that came to be uh, negotiated. Wakanda. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think they want that. <laughs> they need to get that vibranium, not that ice. I don't see what else we got here. Uh, oh, also, the Baltimore police are shady, so you shouldn't trust them, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> you didn't. You passed the test, so I didn't need to go into those details. I had this whole thing built up about how the bad the Baltimore cops are. But you passed the test, Johnny. <laughs> you always write a slip in these things. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so next topic. Uh, the West Virginia teacher strike. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they passed a bill on 3-7 to end the West Virginia teacher strike. Uh West Virginia has been cutting taxes like crazy, leading to a big budget deficit, a $425 million budget deficit. West Virginia ranks 48th in the nation on how much it pays its teachers. And so that's why they went on strike. And then the crazy part is somebody's always going to be 48th. Yeah, I was looking at that, right? Like, <laughs> like okay, so then like the next place. Exactly. Be <laughs> but, uh, but you know. That's okay. Everybody's trying to get ahead, so that's good. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want to be the 48th. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like if you're 48th, but everybody's like 1,000 apart, then it's like, okay, that's fine. true. But I don't think that's what the case is. Okay, so they uh, they passed a bill. I think they get a five percent raise mm-hmm. 
for the teachers and I think a 3% raise for like uh, police officers and other municipal workers. Yeah, I kind of heard other people were benefiting from this one too. I'm not sure if it was exactly 5% for everybody or or how far of an impact for the other employees, state employees there was. Yeah, I think it's 3% for like the other people. Well, wow, it's and pretty good. The actual bill, just like, it was interesting. It listed out the actual salaries for different, uh, like it had like a position and then like a $39,755 for like mm-hmm. cop, uh, level one or whatever it was. That's, oh, that's interesting. So did did you by chance see if their salaries were like um, significantly different from the 46th state and above? Oh, that's interesting. Um, no, I did not. But it's you really can't compare because like California versus like uh, West Virginia is <laughs> like two different True. things completely. And, so. and the standard of living is totally different. Yeah, all that would be real tough to try to figure out. So I would think on the on the on the surface of it, the pay raise to teachers who we all know don't make that much money, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be a good thing. I mean, we're investing our children's education and future into how well these people do performing mm-hmm. their jobs. So 5% seems like a small price to pay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how uh, how much everybody talks about how much they love the teachers and the kids or whatever and then how persistently underfunded yeah. the schools are. And, and, and I heard a couple of sound bites from – because the initial proposal, which they thought they had agreement on at 5%, Failed in their state senate. Yeah, that was interesting, right? Yeah. And when I heard some of the sound bites from the senators talking about why it failed, it just didn't quite add up. The reason and the rationale they were saying how, yeah, I can't do five percent, four percent, yeah, five percent. That's that's gonna break the bank. I'm like, really, <laughs> really? That's where you're gonna draw the line, eh? I mean, I guess it all adds up to quite a bit, but yeah, yeah. like the inner workings of any particular Congress, uh, it's far beyond me. So, but hey, but big ups to the people for for being able to to get that to work. Okay, let's see. We're okay. That's, that's a pretty good news segment, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, that's uh, the news for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Johnny. <laughs> oh, and I'm Lance. Sorry. Oh yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in case the audience forgot who we were. So, and I'd like to introduce you all back to the Captain's Ready Room. In the Captain's Ready Room, we'd like to discuss some topics about uh, life, self-awareness, pr- productivity, leadership, all that good stuff, right? In a nice, secure environment that we can d- uh, discuss these things, right? So today's topic I'd like to pose to you, Lance, mm-hmm. Bring is it. this concept of luck. What is luck? How do people get lucky? How, why are some people unlucky? Mm-hmm. Whatnot, right? How do people get lucky? I don't know. Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> So the podcast I was listening to is The Science of Success, episode 62, where they talk to Dr. Richard Wiseman. Okay, so Man, that's a good name for for a doctor. I know, Wiseman? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, some people just like the uh, poker champion moneymaker. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's cool. Some people just, yeah, I don't know what it is. I am Richard Glasscock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not good, right? It's been a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> hey. <ew. laughs> so anyways, this dude is he holds Britain's only professor professorship in public understanding of psychology. Right? That's so, an interesting so it's not psychology, it's public understanding of psychology. Exactly. So and the Meta. reason and the reason why he got into this, I believe, is because he used to be a magician. Oh cool. So magician, the whole point of the point is to um to uh, fake out the audience, right? You you need the audience to believe what you're doing. You're creating this whole illusion and mm-hmm. you need them to go along with it. So it's very important for him to get inside the minds of these people, understand their psychology, 
mm-hmm. so that he can get away with his tricks. That's cool. I wonder if he's like a really good magician or if he's just like, he gets on stage and then bombs and he's like, I'm very smart. <laughs> <laughs> you may not like this, but I'm very smart. <laughs> so, so he came out with this book called, uh, 59 seconds. I think the whole point is he reads tons and tons of scientific papers. He consumes information for you and he distills it down in 59 seconds is the, the idea of this book, right? Okay. I like that. Uh, all these myth and, and ideas and such. So in inside the book, one of the topics he talks about is luck. Hmm. Okay. So why are some people lucky? Why are some people unlucky? And he says, it's the state of mind. It's if you believe you're lucky, if you believe good things will happen to you, you actually go out into the world and you just, you know, you talk to more people because you're outgoing or you expose yourself to more ideas and more events. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, every once in a while, some good thing will happen to you. And you would attribute that to luck when, in fact, you, you all, all you do is increase your probability yeah. of encountering something that would benefit you. No, I can see that. Like um, these studies come out all the time that say like uh, like, hard, like hardcore Christians are happier and live longer mm-hmm. than the average person or whatever. Like, okay, well, there's no like, I mean, maybe God is blessing them with longer lives or whatever. Or maybe they're happier people because they have something to believe in and like they have a rooting and things like that. Yeah. And that leads to like physical mm-hmm. better outcomes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- I think uh, that, that that comports with my understanding of uh, reason and logic and whatnot. Yeah. So, so he's done studies too, analyzing can people change their luck? Ooh. Right? Yeah. Okay. And, I- and it is possible. You just have to train yourself, I guess, in a roundabout way to be more positive where – you intentionally do those things where you write down in the morning what you're happy about or you write down at night at the end of the day what you're grateful for that the good things that happen to you during that day and by keeping that positive mindset mm-hmm. over time you can't help but be more positive and therefore you're you are now more apt to be exposed to these opportunities i think if you focus on the good things that happen to you in a day like you could either focus on the good things that happen to you in a day or the bad things that happen to you in, mm-hmm. in a day and i think doing so would greatly affect the way you felt about like how your day went. Yeah. Did if like your day, if your day goes the exact same way, but then you go home and remember that you like got extra fries or whatever in your, in your <laughs> meal versus like how you stubbed your toe. Yeah. <laughs> Even though both things happen, like if you just like focus on remembering those fries, you will you you will on average be a happier person. Like yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Luck though. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. So like I guess if you think you're so it feels like luck and positivity you're trying to correlate there. Yeah. And, and, I, and there's those people who like we feel like. Why does drama just follow them? Yeah, I know those people. <laughs> yeah, some things they just can't get it. Like, how? Why does this always happen to this person? Yeah, <laughs> and I guess to this dude in his research, to a degree, they seek it out. I don't know if they seek yeah. it out. They're but only seeing the negatives, and it just keeps coming back to them to a degree. Man, also just you're bad at life. There's some people who are just bad at life. <laughs> like uh, I don't know the names, but I'm saying a couple of my friends I talk to, and just like every day, just like something bad happened to them. Like, man, like. This, does the world just hate you? Because like I think you're pretty cool, but it's like you're having a rough go of it. Yeah, but at some point <laughs> you, you you do think that though, right? You, you think like, why is it always happening to you? Yeah, and what's that commonality? Like at some point, you're like wait a second here. Okay, yeah. so so and so one other thing the guide says is those people who are consistently unlucky who can't break themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. On some deep level, they enjoy it. No, no. That's what he's saying. On no. some deep level, these, these people like the, what the word is, like pity or the, the, oh, the victim mentality? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, pay yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that nonsense before. Life sucks. And, nah, nope. Life does no. suck. <laughs> For some people. Okay, so there's, there's some subset of, of the unlucky quote unquote people who 
do lean into it or or are looking for it or whatever. There's some set of people who legitimately <laughs> like uh, get struck by lightning. <laughs> like <laughs> your your outlook on life doesn't determine <laughs> if you get struck by lightning. Should have prayed more. <laughs> I know, right? Pray for it. Come on, lightning. Two feet, two feet to the left, <laughs> and then, and then I think the majority of people kind of fall into the uh, either you're positive or you're negative, and then good things happen to you if like you're you're a good person. But but I do think some people um, <laughs> <laughs> just just bad like a Roy. Yeah, there's just some uh, some some droopy dog. Uh, yeah. it, uh, I don't I forget who's the cartoon character. It's unlucky. <laughs> like some wily coyote people out there <laughs> who just can't catch a break. Okay, so so Johnny, one to one hundred. Yeah. How 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 much? Uh, you know, all of the like. You're a positive person. Good things happen to you. You, you work hard, and uh, good things happen to you. One to a hundred. How much of that is just like pure chance, and or like the spirits uh, looking on you positively? Okay, so let's make sure we anchor the scale correctly. <laughs> so you're saying z- zero is no luck involved. One hundred percent is all me. No, a hundred percent is uh, an angel comes down and and personally swerves your car out of oncoming traffic after you hide your plane. Okay. All, all, uh. Why is it gotta be a driving situation? Because I'm Asian? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Where's this going? I thought you're playing more than you probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's scary. Don't do it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, just like, no. Okay, so so 100% is, 100% is all legit luck as, uh, as, uh. 0% is no divine intervention at all. 0% is all just like math. Physics, science, yeah. yeah, chaos theory, and all that. It's the butterfly <laughs> effect. And well, I think butterfly effect is probably twenty <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, what do you think? I am going to say. So, you think of your number two? Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Okay. You think your number? We both say at the same time. Oh, okay, you tell me my number, and I tell you yours. Okay. Just a friendship here. <laughs> <laughs> your number, Lance, is. Ooh, I want to say. I think you're going to get it. Eighteen percent. Ah, I was thinking twenty. See, oh, I was going to say twenty. <laughs> I was so going to say twenty, but you know what? Let me lower that, and make it a more random number. Nah, nah. See, you know me pretty good, Johnny. I, you know, uh, for the people on the listeners, I've never beat Johnny in rock paper scissors once <laughs> in our what, fifteen year friendship. <laughs> never, not like two out of three. Not, not one of the two out of three. <laughs> have I ever beat Johnny in rock paper scissors? He can read me like a book. Uh, okay, and then for you, Johnny, I'm going to go seven uh, percent. Pretty close, ten. Ah, ten. Okay. Really ten. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So is that good enough? Like, so I feel like, what's the takeaway? We should. You create your own destiny. Create your own luck for so sure. Like, a, there's a saying. Uh, some, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like that. Uh, it said that luck is the intersection of opportunity and preparedness. Okay. So like a. Back when Jamie Foxx was like a big movie star, and I guess he still is, but like when he was like on his way up, <laughs> when he was back when he was a movie star, I know he's he he like he was the week after Ray came out, <laughs> but like uh, he was saying, you know, when he was a a kid, his mom put him in piano classes or whatever, and I don't I forget if he was enthusiastic about it or whatever, but he he did that, and then like he um I think he like played football or something like that, and he got a he and he got a role off of that, in some type of way he like he had all of these little things in his like a uh, skill set. That were just random things, like him being a professional comedian playing piano didn't really do him much good. But then when they said they were looking for somebody who wanted to play Ray Charles, who like uh could sing, which he could do, mm-hmm. and then could play piano, mm-hmm. which he could do. And at the time, he was just like, you know, yeah. basically a comedian before you like won his Oscar. And they, he was like, I've been preparing for this my entire life, and I didn't know it. Yeah. And then when the opportunity to do this came along. Boom! He like he won an Academy Award from basically being like, if you, like look at. 
True. If you go to like in Living Color, Jamie Foxx when he's like dressing yeah. up like a woman, <laughs> yeah. and like this guy's got an Oscar now, you know. And they, but that's because he, when the opportunity came, he had been preparing himself for mm-hmm. it. So that, oh. and then would you call him lucky, <laughs> or would you say you know just how you looked at it? Yeah, opportunity means preparedness. Well, another quick uh, tip I'll add here that the uh, Doctor Wiseman uh, gives us is that uh, that myth between people giving you the advice of hey. Just picture the end state. Picture where you want to be in life, right? Picture and visualize that success, right? And he's like, that's a falsity. That's a bad thing to do because once you picture that. That's the opposite way. (laughs) So, like, once you picture that awesome future of yours of success, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get a little bit of a high off of that. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. Ah. No, but but what what separates actual successful people from from that being a pipe dream kind of? Is not to focus on only the end state, but to focus on and visualize the process to get there. That's that's propaganda. Okay, so uh, you, ever, you ever heard of uh, vision boards? Vision boards, no. Okay, so it's like a you make basically it's like a collage of things you put on like a like a poster no. board you buy, and then you put like a um oh, oh, lose fifty pounds, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like a, a get in shape. That's because you're right. that's because you're a big fan of scrapbooking, right? <laughs> I, I scrapbook <laughs> a little bit. Or I, I keep crap, <laughs> never organize it. Crapbook, shoe, shoebox book. But um, so, so yeah, I I go the exact opposite way with that. It's like if you, uh, so like I I think uh, so. You ever hear people say if you have a goal or whatever, the, or the difference between a goal and the dream is if you like write it down, okay, something like that. Mm-hmm. But like if you you write down your goals, then they mm-hmm. become official. Then or you write down your dreams, and they become a goal. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing you can strive for. Mm-hmm. So I th- I'm actually really in favor of putting your objectives in writing or like or your vision board because then you can look at it every day. It's like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be working towards this thing. I don't do it, but you know, I think <laughs> I see people that do it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a well, according to studies, this guy has done. That's not enough. Like that's better than doing nothing. Visualizing is the end state is better than visualizing nothing. Yeah, but even better to actually get you there is to visualize the process to get there okay i would say yeah. visualize your end state yeah, you gotta have an end state yeah Ooh. know what you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. duh dr guy dr Wiesman. and then uh <laughs> and and then focus on your process yeah the process is probably pretty important too because i'm yeah. just like oh i'm just like step one be born step three <laughs> millionaire step two like, like, like the example the guy gives you is like um or is it like let's say for instance hey lance i'm gonna run a marathon I'm going to do a marathon, right? Just kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> but what's better is to tell you, hey, Lance, this weekend, I'm going to go run mi- run one mile, and the next weekend, I'm going to run two miles, and the week after that, I'm going to run five miles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like I said, it's propaganda. Like, it's marketing for this guy, because, like, you have to, to visualize your goal. And it's like, and I guess in his mind, he's thinking people visualize the goal and then stop. But I'm like, okay, well, if you're... If, if you're the kind of guy that's going to visualize a goal and stop, you're also the kind of guy that's not going to go run that mile to begin with. <laughs> so it's like, it's true. It's, true. Just, probably, it's just market. I, I, it's market. He's selling a book. I, no, I think that's the separation right there. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being in the radio room. Yeah, well, I consider you. Captain's radio room. We should all consider ourselves lucky for being <laughs> able to listen to this amazing show. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. Johnny. And we're back with our world famous pop culture segment. Oof. We talk about the biggest things going on in media. Oof. So I just want to throw a shout out out there to, you guessed it, Black Panther. We yeah. <laughs> Still, man. Yeah, of course. Until, uh, 
I don't know, next year, probably. <laughs> Until I'm rooting for Black Panther and Infinity War, I'm going to be rooting for Black Panther and Black Panther. Uh, no, just saying, it's, uh, it's going to hit a billion dollars here pretty soon, uh, worldwide, box yeah. office. It's uh, one of the top gross movies, fastest movies, blah, 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 blah. So really, really happy about that. Good. Uh, okay, so, so speaking of Black Panther, our man Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, is on fire. <laughs> I didn't write this. In uh, the first trailer for HBO's Fahrenheit 451. I saw that. Did you see the trailer? I did. Looks amazing. Looks great. It's uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan and... General uh, Zod. <laughs> yeah, so it's Killmonger. Killmonger I, I love doing this. Uh, Killmonger, <laughs> General Zod, and uh, and uh, what was, uh, Antlers. Damn it. Was, Antlers. And Gazelle. <laughs> Gazelle from, uh, from Kingsman. Who she was the mummy in the Tom Cruise mummy? Oh yeah, and she was a uh, blade legs in Kingsman. Yes, yeah, uh, Sophia Putula. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's in there too. So this movie, and so Fahrenheit for Fifty One, the story about like yeah. a, a few, uh, dystopic future where Big Brother's looking at you and all this good stuff, something like that. Anyway, sign for the times. I'm really looking forward to it. Looks good. Michael B. Jordan, the man. I feel like uh, HBO is gonna have to step up his game to keep up with Netflix's original movies. I feel like they shouldn't try to compete with Netflix. They should just like, well, one, HBO's been doing like, you know, little indie movies and shows and stuff for forever. I think HBO has figured out its lane and they should stick uh, with it. I don't nope. think they should try to, they shouldn't change too much because you can't compete with Netflix. If you don't change, you die. No. That's a quote. Ch- changing is dying. Your no. cells get, cells get older. No, you if, always if my, have if, to change and adapt to the time. If my Things- cells stayed exactly the way they are, I would be a sweet buff cool 34 year old my whole life tell that to blockbuster and movie gallery and um kinkos and all these other companies that if they had just adapted so to the okay so so here's what hbo has put out their app and they do have a streaming service Mm -hmm. that is where they have changed bare minimum but i'm thinking if you're trying to say they should put out millions of hours of crap like netflix does that's not where they should be doing i'm just saying they have a step up the game they're gonna be overtaken pretty sooner one, I'm sure they've been overtaken a long time ago. Like, <laughs> like I think HBO. So Netflix puts out I, I, crap. I, I heard they're putting out 700 originals this year. Exactly. And of those, I will probably watch like eight. I don't need Netflix. I, I don't even want HBO to put out 700 shows or yeah. whatever. That's not good. One, if they're all like, I don't even want them to be good because I don't want to watch. I don't have that much time in my life. I'm not saying 700. I'm not saying keep up with Netflix, but. You have to increase or do something different and unique. No. The, 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 the environment's changing. You're going to have to do something. They need, HBO's lane is a few things that are really good. Okay. I would rather them put out Game of Thrones once every year and a half mm-hmm. than like four crappy things. <laughs> true, true, true. It's like a lot of that Netflix stuff. Yeah. Like I heard they gave uh, Rachel Dolezal a show. She's that uh, white lady that played, she was black. In real life, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, she's got a show or something the on that. NCAA, NCAACP. Gotta get close. laughing that one. Close up. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm just like Netflix is just throwing money everywhere or whatever, except at Monique. And so like I don't need HB- HBO's lane is putting out curated, yeah, <laughs> uh, curated. Okay, okay. Lifetime. Well, Cinemax and Showtime needs to adjust. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah, they, they're in a, they're in a bind because yeah. I will pay for Netflix or HBO or, yes. you know, subsidize my cousin paying for it and get his password. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, my, or my friend Johnny. <laughs> but like, uh, you've only got so much money for these, uh, standalone streaming services. And it's like everybody's got, uh, Netflix and then there's, you'll get show, uh, HBO because Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. whatever the hell. Uh, but then like Showtime or whatever and Cinemax, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be. And in these for, other ones like CBS, all access. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. If you're trying to like get in on the streaming service game right now, like, good luck to you. You need yeah. to get. Uh, you better have a huge library to back you up. Yeah, I don't even know who. Like, you need to get get The Rock and uh, Obama <laughs> on the show together for me to get your damn service. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so I saw a little while ago that a media company, the media company that owns the Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, brand, is starting to buy up like the Fresh Princess of Bel Air, like websites and like Twitter accounts. And oh, whatnot. all right. So uh, it, they're speculating that a reboot's coming, featuring a female lead. I'm like, I'm down. Sounds with that. good. Yeah. All right. So what you what you got, Johnny? I got a movie that you watched that I finally caught up with that you loved. I Tanya. Hey, you saw I Tanya? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Good stuff. Yeah, stupid people, right? <laughs> All right, so let's go into the spoilers then. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of the spoilers. I mean, it's a twenty-year-old true story. <laughs> Did you know much about it before you saw the movie? So, to be honest, I was a child when this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. So, my only recollection was um, Tanya Harding. In my recollection, her herself had whacked Kerrigan's knee. Yeah, right. And then she had gotten in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. So that was my recollection. But that's what, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So after watching the movie, I was like, oh man, I feel like she got a bad rap. She feels the same way. Yeah. Of course. But I, I agree with that to a degree. Like, yeah, she did some things wrong, but not, I don't know if it deserved to the level of uh, uh, punishment that she got for it. Well, she didn't go to jail, did she? She didn't go to jail, but she could never, uh, so, spoiler, stop listening now, <laughs> three, two, one. For the Spoiler for the 1998 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> but her punishment from the court was, you're never allowed ever to compete again. Yeah, I guess Which, that's and, and that was her only moneymaker skill in life. I mean, that's rough. And if for, for her not being convicted or adjudicated to have being like a a real part of it, yeah, that's kind of harsh. Yeah, I feel like she was pleading at the end there whether or not that part was true or not. Was the judge could have like lobbied a fine, made her do like a thousand hours community service, whatever it is, but at least let her compete. That that's her way of making a, a living. Yeah, to take that away from a person It's like uh, you're 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 pretty much damning the person to a life of whatever. So, so for for me, that it really rotates on how culpable do we believe. Like, if I was a judge and I think she did it, then yeah, I would take her away from it. Right, right? right that person right. does not need to be skating. It's right. a bad example. But I don't. I forget if uh, the judge was like believed that she did it, or if she was like convicted of being a part yeah, of I it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but the largest part was that uh, bodyguard of her, bodyguard of her who arranged that whole thing. The fat guy. <laughs> the fat guy. Yeah. What a character. <laughs> what a character. <laughs> I've been training counterterrorism and espionage. Like. You live with your mom at home. It, it, it was like something out of Pineapple Express or like a James, like a yeah. Seth Rogen movie yeah. that dude. But and then like so his character was just like this big fat, I mean, you know nothing against fat people, or whatever. But he was a big fat dude, and he was like super stupid. And he, but he was like Nancy uh, Tanya Harding's bo- fake bodyguard, who was right. like her neighbor. Yeah, who like the kind of guy who plays on with nunchucks on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like you watch the movie, like man, this guy is crazy. And then they like play you the the actual like footage footage of this dude, and he is the exact same dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, crazy. It's, uh, imagine the FBI investigating, and you're like, really? You arranged this crime? Well, it wasn't that big of a crime. I mean, it yeah, wasn't like, it was, that complex. It was like yeah, some, some guy hit a. But from the FBI perspective, like, wow, this is like the easiest case to solve. <laughs> like he's pretty much laying it all out to me right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like a what's the name? Um, Fat Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that was good. So I think um, the mom won an Oscar for that role. In yes. You think that's uh, deserved? Sure. Oh, the yeah. Oscars. We can talk about the, we can talk about the Oscars. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah. I told you so. My uh, uh, Jamie Kimmel did that thing where he like uh, surprised the people. Oh yeah. In a showing of yeah, yeah, yeah. A Wrinkle in Time, and like yeah. you know, brought Lupita Nyong'o, 
and Margot uh, Robbie, Michael Robbie, Arnie Hammer. Yeah, but nobody recognizes him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy should be more famous. Ah, poor guy. I, I wonder if he knows he's not. He's famous. getting there. He's getting there. He'll, yeah, he'll he'll outlive us all. Um, Baby Driver was there, and like a couple other cool people. Yeah. So my my girlfriend lives in California. Uh, she was at that screening of A Wrinkle in Time, and she was just she, she like. They took her phone away, and then after they brought it back to her after the movie, she called me like, you'll never guess what happened. She's like, I was on the Oscars. Whoa. She was like, yeah, uh, Lupita and everybody came in. I was watching the movie, and then they, they came on the screen. Like, so she was, yeah, she was in the movie theater when they did that thing where they broke in. Yeah. So uh, did she get to shake hands or take pictures with folks or give somebody hugs? Her, she messed her leg up real bad um, a yeah. while back, so like she couldn't jump up and like try to fight people to, to beat oh, the crowds or whatever. Man. So she just like saw him. She didn't I would have really hugged Margot Robbie. Oh, man. Oh no, no! Nope! Nope! Happy Woman's <laughs> Day. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Margot Robbie's a great actress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty cool, man. I was like, and I was there like last week, and I was like, oh man, if I only had like a, I don't have been there this week. I could have, I would have jumped up. <laughs> I would have gave uh, Lapita the. I would have broke my other leg for that. <laughs> I had to give Lapita the Black Panther uh, salute. I would have uh, plied for Margot Robbie. I don't know. <laughs> the Baby Driver. I would have did a three sixty in a Subaru. <laughs> All right, uh, let me see. I mean, I'm watching any shows right now. I'm watching, uh, there's an anime on Netflix called like uh, 13 Before or something like that. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, wait. No, it's B. B4. B, Roman numeral four. It's, uh, it's really good. It's like these uh, these weird, uh, like there was a program to kind of create some god. Like uh, there were gods and then the gods died and then they created this program to try to turn like humans into gods. And then they just ended up being like a uh, freaky mutant. And uh, they're really strong and the animation's good and the fights are good. I'm about halfway through that right now. Okay. Mm. I watched uh, Veronica, the horror movie on Netflix. That uh, subtitled? Uh, yes, subtitled. It, uh, yeah, we were about From to watch. Spain, wa- I believe. Yeah, we were about to watch that, but then it was subtitles, and we were like, uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> yeah, still worth it. I uh, caught one of some uh, article, and the headline was basically saying, movie so scary, people walk out three quarters of the way. I was like, ooh, all right, that's got some hype behind it, I guess. So, watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty scary movie. It's uh, one of those exorcist type demon possession kind of those stuff. Those are so boring. Did uh, they? Sh- did they? I don't want. I'll, did they? Okay. Did they show the monster? But but, but here's the kicker. Based on a true story, uh, I guess most of them are. But I so, think, actually, I think they are actually. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. This, so this one was, um, and at the end of the movie, they show the footage from the crime scene and the actual cop scenes and such. So that was interesting too. We're like. Ooh. I mean, there's some wild stuff out there, man. Yeah, people are people are out there killing people. So, <laughs> well, demons are out there killing people. You think it's a demon? You think it's something supernatural? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know? No, I don't know. Ten percent, five percent, twenty-five percent. I'm way luckier than the chances of uh, <laughs> getting a demon. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> hmm. uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, so like on that movie, like I tried. Uh, I was going to watch it, but again, it had the subtitles. So I, I did the thing where you like check the, the uh, English languages or the the audio languages you can check out yeah and it had like lots of audio had like seven languages none of them were english it was like it was like spanish portuguese german German. i was like (laughs) like how did this happen yeah we almost watched it under german just thinking that it would be more intense (laughs) die die (laughs) nine 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 (laughs) oh man let's see what else is going on uh oh uh atlanta's back did you watch it no, no, I'm a little behind on that one, man. Ah, oh, man, it's good. Good yeah. so far. Yeah, it's so, so so far so good. All right. Uh, worthwhile to go back and watch the first season again too. Breath. Wait, oh, it was a, a groundbreaking television. That first season of Atlanta. Uh, the Oscars. Uh, shout out to Jordan Peele for winning the best screenplay or best original screenplay for uh, for Get Out. 
Uh, and also shout out to Guillermo del Toro for winning the uh, delayed Oscar for Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blade Runner run won two awards. Go Blade Runner. Yeah, what did they get? Like a uh, special effects? I think so. I'm not too mad about that. Yeah, it, should, it didn't get any of the good ones. It didn't deserve it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, what I'm, I'm watching. Um, did, did did Logan win anything? No, right. What was it up for? Did they start giving out award for most overrated movie? <laughs> no, come on, man. <laughs> hey, I'm watching this movie called uh, Mute. On, oh uh, no, on Netflix. Stop watching it. It's bad. This is bad. Okay, like uh, so this guy I follow on Twitter. Uh, one of uh, one of Weezy's friends said it was uh, really really good. What? Yeah, and uh, I'm halfway through it. I like it. <sighs> this movie is horrible. I can't even finish it. I, I would say the timing is is weird that it would because it's basically like. It's got the same aesthetic as Altered Carbon, but like uh, with a very, well, not very different, but like a different story. But it's like. Yeah, it's a, way different, man. You, Altered Carbon has a way more interesting uh, setup and universe that it lives in. The aesthetic, though. Like the, the way the world looks in both of those things is interchangeable ish. Nope, disagree. The right. way um, Altered Carbon presents itself, it's much more of a rich presentation, whereas Mute is just kind of like a. Flying, so, like so, flying cars and like the the, it's the, like a C, the markets. It's like a C minus version of Blade Runner. No, like Blade, if Blade Runner is the gold standard in things, which altered, it isn't. Which it is. <laughs> altered Carbon is like a B minus, B plus, B minus, or just average B. You say that. And this uh, mute movie, man, that's uh, boo. Well, I like it. It's like a it's like an Amish guy in the in the in the future world. So it's interesting to kind of see like what the. Uh, depriving yourself of technology looks like but in like the year 2200 so he's got like a I don't know he's still very much behind everybody else but really far ahead of what an Amish guy is right now so it's, it's, it's interesting and and just in case you're interested the audience is interested the uh, Rotten Tomato score is 11% users I mean uh, critics 52% audience boom that 40 boom that, that, that is still I'm looking at the icon right now it's, it is a green pop, popcorn bucket leaned over with the popcorn spilled out oh I don't care about that what I, as, as you know <laughs> What I go for is the biggest discrepancy between critics and users. Uh, and even if they're both low, like it's the, the difference is what matters. Is it? Something like that. I haven't right. done the math on it exactly. Yeah. So what, what would you say to Logan's difference of uh, 93% critics and 90% audience? Yeah, it's a whack movie. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> you made my point for me. <laughs> Trick yourself. <laughs> Look up a... Uh, I've done this before, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I hold pretty steady to my thoughts on it. So um, next movie you're looking forward to? Uh, oh, man, movie season's coming up. Um, actually, there's a movie called Gringo. It's got, mm-hmm. got like a David Oyelowo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oyelowo, Oyelowo. Yeah. In it, and... Uh, Charlie bun- Theron, and... Yeah, like... the other dude. It's like a bunch of people you like. Uh, kind of like the, the like the, the cast to uh, Cloverfield Paradox, but like better versions of them. The mo- like the movie version of that kind of level of cast. That looks good as far as like the actual like next movie that comes out that hey, I want to see. So, to, did, did you see Cloverfield Paradox? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, okay, good. Or liked it a lot, rather. I mean, not go love. It's a bit strong. Oh, yeah. I'm looking up the Gringo scores. Do you want to know it? Yeah. Yep, it's right up your alley. <laughs> it's 30% uh, critics and 67% users. Boom. Sounds great. That's all you. Uh, let me see. There's that. Uh, obviously, Avengers, Infinity, excuse me, Black Panther and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> somebody call that on Twitter. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, Deadpool, obviously. You know, I just saw the summer movies, man. I'm looking forward to summer movies. I might go see that uh, Hurricane Handjob, Hurricane, what's it called? Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist. I'll let that out. <laughs> 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 Hurricane Heist. Um, 
Yeah, I knew it was H H. <laughs> That's the <laughs> stuck in my head there. <laughs> you can see that. That's a new move I'm not familiar with. <laughs> Take some skill. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the hurricane heist movie sounds hilarious too, because <laughs> the the advertisement for it was saying uh, uh, the biggest storm is bearing down this robbery, pretty much. And in the advertisement it says six hundred miles per hour. Six hundred. <laughs> I don't know what category of hurricane that is. It's five. Like, <laughs> the fire has an upper limit to that thing. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? It's just like a whatever plus. But but like at the the way the hurricanes work out, it would probably be like a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, and book wise, I, I just started reading a new book by Tomi Adeyemi called "The Children of Blood and Bone," and it basically is a um, let me see. Uh, in "Children of Blood and Bone," Tommy Adeyemi conjures a stunning world of dark magic and danger in her West African inspired fantasy debut. I think somebody basically said it was kind of like Game of Thrones meets uh, Black Panther. Hmm, so nice. it's like it's got like a um magic and uh and gods and things like that but it's all kind of set in like uh in african in africa awesome it's read by a person with an african accent so it's cool it's, it's, it's so far so good all right yeah that's all i got oh i recommend that you know get out there get your uh your fix in there come out of black panther do the x and then read that <laughs> <laughs> and i'm still loving movie pass by the way oh yeah i'm signing up for movie pass for sure yeah february i watched five movies what five um hostiles fantastic black panther fantastic um, Shape of Water. Good. I, Tanya. Great. Oh, there's another one in there somewhere. Hey, which is better, I, Tanya or Shape of Water? I, Tanya. Yeah, I feel so too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you, you okay with that one in uh, Best Picture? I don't care. And then all, all wherever nine, seven or nine of them I didn't really care about. <laughs> I heard somebody say, uh, was it, um, I'm stealing people's jokes, but this one was real, real funny. They called uh, The Shape of Water uh, Grinding Nemo. <laughs> 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 well with that <laughs> alright uh, hey so <laughs> thanks for listening to the Junto Show uh, leave us a five star review on uh, iTunes or whatever you, wherever you can just uh, five stars uh, you can reach me at at, at uh, aka D-I-M-I-X on Twitter you can reach hey, Johnny at Fin Comics or at The Venture Out yeah sign up for The Venture Out it's, uh, it's a good little oh, excuse me it's a good it is little it's only like less than a minute worth of your time to consume some uh, some good stories some awesome pictures and get you started correctly on the day. Yeah, just a fun little thing to have in your inbox, you know, to get your day started off right. All right, uh, so we will see you next time on the Junto Show. Thanks for listening. See you.